Hello, happy Friday to everyone out there. We are ending the week, week one of Quarantine 2020 podcasts inside Franklin Athletics. I am Brian Powers. And I am uh, Chaz Hill. We've got one today, very special guest. Uh, we are gonna, this one's gonna be up all weekend, so I'm assuming that the views on this will be in the hundreds of thousands. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, we have with us today 2018 All-State football player, Johnson County's leading tackler, first team All-County and All-Conference, third alternate for the Army-Navy game, third-born son of Chris and Dina Call, and the worst bull rider in the Call family, we have with us 2019 Franklin Community High School graduate and 2015 Tri-West Middle School graduate, oh. Clayton Call. Also, you, uh, you, pulled out, you pulled out the middle school one. Yeah, also I have no idea if uh, some of those things were accurate. I don't know if you're all state. Uh, <laughs> Seems, seems legit. I can't remember what years, to be honest. Uh, the uh, the third I thought you did some great research, and I was like, wow, he did a great job this time. My no. favorite would be third alternate in the Army-Navy game. That seems right. <laughs> I don't know. There's so much <laughs> stuff out there I couldn't even tell you. Clayton, how are you doing today? Doing good. Just trying to figure out this whole quarantine thing. Yeah, Everybody. yeah. How are you? Uh, what's 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 your situation? How are you handling it, and and what's going on with that? So basically, uh, last week, you know, everybody was finding out news different. So Ball State spring break is a little earlier than everybody. So we were already back in school when all these other schools were shutting down for a couple of weeks. So Ball State was kind of slow to it, and then once we found out, we tried to do some like player led stuff, but by the time it kind of all went down, they just told us to go home and. The university's to the point now where dorms and everything are shut down. So I came home last Saturday and have been home since just working out and trying to do what I can, but still at the same time staying away from people and staying, trying to stay healthy. So you, you basically, all you do is work out, not really talk to anyone and that's kind of it, right? Yeah, I haven't really changed my life to be. That I was going to say, scale of <laughs> one to ten, how perfect of a life is that for you? Sounds pretty fantastic to me. Yeah, it'd be great if I didn't have to deal with. I, I don't mind school, but the whole online and trying to relearn a class—that part's mm -hmm. a little, a little bit of a struggle right now. But other than that, it's all right. I don't mind it. Yeah. So, how? Uh, just kind of take us back to this first year at Ball State. How was your first year? It was great. I uh, I went early, so I graduated high school a semester early, and then I went up there, so I got the experience a spring semester before the season started. Academically, it went good and everything. They get you in the right classes to start off with. And then football-wise, football's football, so I got to have fun doing that all year, and I got to, got to play quite a bit my freshman year, so I was pretty lucky. How was it adjusting to uh... – going to college classes and playing D1 football because that's a big change from uh, high school football and high school classes. Um, I'd say probably time management was the biggest change. My, my dad always told me that, you know, being smart in high school and getting away with not studying and just kind of going to class doesn't really work in college. So that's the hard part is trying to learn how to, how to study and how to prepare. So 
that went both ways towards football and and school. So once I got up there, I realized that I you have to sit down, you have to study because it just doesn't come as easy in college classes as it did in high school. So what position what position do you play? Uh, I play middle linebacker. All right, and uh, and was that like your main position, or were you were, did you do that in special teams, or how'd that kind of work? Um, so I played I played middle linebacker behind a, uh, a fifth year senior who had a lot of knowledge and was a really good football player, and uh, I played. We uh, kind of changed up some of our packages on depending on the down and distance and stuff, just kind of how the game was flowing. So I I started in one of those packages and played quite a bit on third downs, mm-hmm. and then I. Uh, was in all the special teams at one point in time and started in those game in and game out. But so I, I would say I got good amount of playing time in both. Next year, looking ahead, um, is this something where you're, you're thinking you're going to be kind of the middle linebacker, starting middle linebacker is, and is that going to be like the leadership of the defense, the leadership role? Um, absolutely. Uh, I want to see myself in that role from here on out. Uh, with the ability to go there, never didn't really get a chance to see the depth chart going into spring ball because of the whole cancellation and things. But that's a position I want to see myself in as a young guy to carry on um, from what the guy before me left for me to have and kind of build off of. And then there's obviously there's some guys that played a lot of football that are also on the defense that I look to as leaders. But absolutely, that that role in the defense is kind of sometimes known as the quarterback of the defense. So you got to you kind of communication stuff wise, that's definitely a spot that I want to walk into a leadership role at. How close were you guys to starting spring ball? Like, how close was that? Uh, we were so it got we got shut down Friday morning. We we're supposed to have workouts Friday morning and start spring ball on that Tuesday. So oh, wow. Four or five days. Man, that bites. That bites. Spring ball is really fun. It's really fun. It's hard to. Cause you're not in season. So you kind of have to get into the in season mentality, which is kind of, it's a big difference between high school and, and college, but it, it's a fun time. It's pretty fun. That bites, man. It It's like when I came back um, after that first spring ball, it was like, I played a whole season, the amount of football mm-hmm. and the, how much knowledge you have. It's crazy. Yeah. How much, how much you get in. And that's those 15 practices. So when you go back and when you guys start practicing and all that stuff, um, how unfortunate is it going to be to be the first person that you tackle? Unfortunate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I never look at it that way, but I don't know. It's going to be – in high school, you go all spring without football, but then having the taste of having football pretty much year-round then having that taken from you, there's going to be guys ready to chomp at the bit, including myself. Is, um, is Casey at home? Yes, Casey is. Everybody's home. So you guys are definitely going to kill each other in the yeah. next couple weeks. They're going to yeah, go my, crazy. My mom's already yeah. said all kinds of stuff. It's it's getting right back to where it was when Cody was a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. I have two older brothers, and that's exactly how it would be if we were all forced back into the same house again. I, I know yeah. exactly how that is. Yeah. Yep. Is Cody still there too? Yep. Oh. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> Not only, not only is it going to be your mom just going to probably murder everyone, but that freaking grocery bill, I can't even imagine. She said that the other day. I think me and my brothers went to the store the other day, and we were just like, you know, when you go through the store, and you just kind of grab some things here and there. Yeah. And we were just like, oh, this mom's going to be mad. This is going to be expensive because we had steaks. Like, we had stuff that we just eat on a regular basis. So 
it, she said that the other day. She said, oh, my God, you guys keep spending money. But, I mean, food's food. Exactly. And especially, like, I can remember – because my, my brothers are pretty significantly older than I am. Like, my oldest brother is, like, 30. So he was, like, a senior in high school and I was in middle school or whatever. But even back then, I can remember – when we were all kind of, you know, getting towards high school-ish age or whatever, that grocery bill was pretty bad. So I know exactly what that kind of situation is. Yeah, that's uh, – my brother – my oldest brother is six years older than I am, but I'm bigger than both of my brothers now, so it's to the point where we all are just about the same between, like, <laughs> eating-wise and roughhousing-wise. It's all – it gets a little crazy. Now, how many video games have you played with each other since you've been back? So when we were younger, we played Call of Duty like crazy. But, mm-hmm. but now, me and my middle brother Casey, we play we play Xbox a lot together. Uh, the new Call of Duty uh, Battle Royale came, game. Came oh out, yeah, so we've been playing that together. But my oldest brother, he doesn't play a lot of Xbox anymore. He used to. Mm-hmm. Um, have you gotten into it? any any reactions like the one that uh, they posted uh, when you were? How old were, were you when they po- when they posted that? Uh, you talking about the video of me screaming on the when I was on the bed? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was NCAA days. Now, if they brought that game back, I'd be glued to my Xbox. But I don't know how old. I was probably in elementary school. I was young. Yeah, you should. I didn't even know those words when I was in elementary school. Yeah, I was, Chaz, you've probably never seen that video before, have you? I have not, but I can picture it in my head. You'll have to see. I we get. We used to get really competitive, and I used to have really bad anger issues. I know, I know how that is. Uh, me and my brother would play Madden all the time when I was a kid, and anytime he beat me, I was pretty livid. So I know exactly what that situation looks like. <laughs> so Clayton, uh, just kind of going back, you're obviously the son of a football coach, so football's always kind of been in your life. You've got two older brothers who were um, who are, one is still playing and then the other one's coaching football it's always kind of been something that you've been around um when was the first time that you were able to like hit someone and say this is good this is good um I'm not real sure to be honest uh we used to always grow up playing um tackling each other after games like I can remember games at Tri-West where the game finishes me and my brothers and whoever that was still around We'd be throwing football around, tackling each other, and we had to get to the point where the maintenance guys would kick us off because they had to turn the power out on the lights. I mean, you're talking like 11, 11 o'clock at night when my dad's still doing film and stuff. We're still out there messing around. But I don't know, just growing up, it was just always something. Football was it, and it was just – that's just what we did. How great was it the first game that you went to that you played in where – you realize that not everyone who you're going to play against or uh, wrestle is the size of your brothers. Um, I would say I was always bigger than kids in my grade, but playing against my brothers definitely provides an advantage because I was used to being bullied and being not not being physically capable, um, especially with Cody being six years older than me. Uh, we'd always we always wrestled and messed around and stuff and we always we had a big kitchen growing up so we used to play football and do all kinds of stupid stuff in there but uh absolutely especially especially going like kindergarten first to second grade I got to play against people my size and smaller and stuff and as I got older I got to the point where I could play up and played against like kids in my middle brother's grade but yeah playing my brothers was definitely an advantage to go to guys a lot smaller than them so 
what's what do you think's the biggest difference between you and your brothers as far as playing wise because you tell you tell me you tell us full disclosure so for everyone that doesn't know i've known clayton since you were six years old right because that was when i that was when i came to try west was your Probably. was cody's sixth grade year uh yeah. so i've known i know you and all your brothers i know your family very well so I've said this for a long time. I've said how you guys are different. So why don't you tell us and I'll tell you what I, what I've always said. Um, I don't, I don't know. I never really thought of it that way. I would say my brothers, I'd say my oldest brother, he's definitely a more explosive, faster athlete. He played offense. And then my middle brother was, he's just a relentless gritty kind of just knows leverage, knows how to play football. Um, personally, I think I would pride myself comparing to them. I pride myself in like my knowledge of football and my football smarts. I felt like, especially defensively coming from both my brothers being offensive guys. And then, uh, my dad being an offensive guy, I felt that staying on the defensive side, I could really see defense or see offenses really well. So I'd say probably, probably my smarts, I would say, man, my football IQ, just being around the game so much. So here's what I always said. I said Cody was – that's your, your oldest brother. Cody was someone who would go for, uh, you know, a buck 93 touchdowns. Everyone would be like, yeah, that, that definitely happened. And he would kind of he – would, he, would, uh, he would just, you know, you would know he was playing a big part of the game. Uh, Casey would get, you know, just a, a lot of everything, just – everything and at the end of the game you'd look at the final stats and be like wow I didn't realize he had that good of a game and he just crushed it and you would be like someone who everyone would know they were having a good game because you would sit there and make the hit and then tell the person how hard you just hit them yeah I can see I can see that um, <laughs> growing up you could definitely knew. I can I can vividly remember nights against like Danville and stuff. I don't know why this is vivid. You know this rivalry between Danville and anybody in Franklin knows that it's Whiteland. So for Tri West at Danville, I can remember Cody running down the sidelines, putting a stiff arm on a kid and scoring, going eighty or whatever. And you can see all the kids in the like in the stands, like cheering and like freaking out and doing stiff arms and stuff. So I would say that's how Cody was. Everyone knew when Cody had a big night. When Cody had a big night, everyone knew. And then with Casey, yeah, that's that's probably spot on because Casey was a guy that you're just like, oh, he made a catch there, oh, he made a catch there, and by the end of the game, he's at 10, 12 catches, and you're like, oh my god, he had 100 plus receiving yards. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then I don't know. I'd probably say my talking comes from my brothers, always <laughs> in my ear. So when I get a chance to let someone know that I got them, just like my brothers did to me, I'd probably say that's probably where I got that from. Um, so you're, you, we mentioned Tri-West and that's kind of where you started. You started at Tri-West. You were there your freshman and sophomore years. How was, uh, how was it there? What was your experience there like? And, and I mean, you, because you, you played, you never played, um, a, a snap of high school football that wasn't on a Friday night, correct? Yep. Okay. So what was the, your first two years at Tri-West like? Um, it was great. Uh, growing up, I was always around the football program. So my eighth grade year, we went to state, one state. Um, so coming into that season, I was that my freshman year, I was like, oh my god, am I gonna be able to get on the field? Am I gonna be able to play? And I just kind of had to stop worrying about that and just kind of go on. And I got to the point where I worked into the rotation, and 
had some things that I could do that some guys in front of me couldn't, and they could do some things that I couldn't. Um, so I played some that year and played played my sophomore year. Got hurt a little bit my sophomore year and really kind of started to get things rolling after that. But uh, it was great. Um, being able to play early was definitely an advantage, especially after seeing, like looking back on it, it was a great advantage. But definitely grateful I had a chance to play early. And what was your, uh, you know, what was kind of your your biggest memory from playing for Tri West for those couple of years? Because that I will, I I talked to your dad about this. Um, that team, your sophomore year, um, I think that there was uh, an obvious missed opportunity there, uh, not yeah. by really any. Well. Y- you know what I'm trying to say. There was some yeah. bad luck that came of that team, and uh, so I think that was a team right there. Is that is that something that you still think back on, or when you when you bring when you said memory from Tri West, it, it instantly brings me to that game my sophomore year. We were playing in round two sectionals at Aberbuff playing Chatard. I can tell you every detail about that game, and mostly because memory wise. Whenever I think about it, I think about my brothers and playing with my brothers and playing – well, playing with one of my brothers and playing for my dad and my other brother. Um, but that that team is one of the best team, like, culturally, like, skill-wise that I've ever played on and been around. Um, personally, mm-hmm. I believe that. Just because the guys we had and who – like, how hard we worked. Uh, but that, that game sticks out to me most because that was the last time I got to play with – my middle brother, Casey, and, I mean, I could tell you the stats from that game that we both had and what kind of game we had and everything, but memory-wise, that that's the game that sticks out to me. That was that was one of those – it was – it's and I'm not trying to, you know, bring back bad memories, but just, no. like, that's one game that I always – I just – that team was so good, and the week before against Garen Catholic – I mean, what were they ranked in the state? Were they second or third, Garen? They were top five with the best running back in the state. And you guys absolutely demolished. Yeah. It was it yeah, 35 thir- to three? 35 7 or something like 35, that. 35 7. And it was, I mean, I just remember um, that was kind of, that was your dad has always played, or is not, I guess, always, but has more recently started playing with the everyone does just one side of the ball. But yeah. that game was kind of a little different where he put Peyton Hendershot yep. on the defensive end. And uh, I don't know if your brother was on the defensive end yeah, as he, well. He, but. he played uh, He played middle linebacker that year. Peyton, Peyton went oh, – here you go, Chaz. Peyton went Jadevion Clowney uh, in a, the uh, the Gator Bowl on Sunday. Oh, man. It, was, it was the worst hit I've ever seen someone take. <laughs> this kid – had the ball. Do you remember that, Clayton? Like, I'm not over exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. This I was that. That was either that that year. No, that was that year. It was Garen. Yeah, that was that year. Yeah, yeah. Pe- yeah. yeah. That's that team was so good. Those and guys it, were that it class was, was really good. It was. Um, you know, I I'm just I'm gonna say it. Yeah, I think it was a selfish choice by someone on your team that really cost you guys a lot in that season. I, and you don't. I'll, have, I'll go. I'll go nameless, and I'll totally agree with you. You don't have to say anything, but that's. I. I think it was a. It was a. It was a poor choice, um, and it yeah. was. And yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that team because Danville the next week beat Chatard, correct? 
Yeah, shouldn't have, but yeah. Yeah, and you guys blew Danville off the field that year. Yeah. So, all right. So your dad gets the gets the job at uh, at Franklin. Kind of go through that and how that came up. Um. Well, right. it's funny. How he dressed it with uh, you. My freshman year, and I don't know why I can remember these things, but my freshman year, I was sitting in in uh, PE. My dad was my PE teacher, and he brought me over and he was asking me questions and. And he said, hey, what do you think about this school? And he showed me. And he's sliding through. And I was like, well, that's a really nice school and everything. And when we were kids, we used to rodeo at the Johnson County Fairgrounds. And he had said, if I ever leave Tri-West, that's where I'm going. And we would the, what is now the middle school, but used to be the old high school at the time uh, and everything. So when it my freshman year, he told me in PE class, he said that that's a place that I'd like to look at. And then it came open. Uh, so I think. He talked to my mom. I'm not sure if he applied before or not, but I know he talked to me about it and said, I'm not going to do it if you don't want to, if you don't want to leave and everything. And, uh, and I was just like, I just might as well see what happens. And as time went on, he, uh, the athletic director at the time hired him and stuff. And then it just kind of went from there and just kind of went with the flow. So that's a really unique uh, situation, you know, go three years to a high school make a whole bunch of memories, make a whole bunch of friends, and then having to up and move and finish out at a whole different school. What was that process like going into a, a new school like that? Um, I would say a lot of people, a lot of people knew me. A lot of people knew who I was just because of football, because of my brothers. My, my brothers kind of set like a small pathway, they would probably say, for me going into high school. So a lot of people knew me. But I would say I had a really small, select friend group that I hung out with. Uh, not a super social person. So leaving those guys, there's two, two of my best friends. Uh, Mr. Powers knows them, Aaron and Keegan, um, guys that Mr. Powers wouldn't put me in a class with in middle school because we'd get in trouble. But uh, th- those guys I knew were going to be my lifelong best friends. Uh, but there's that, that friend group that I knew I was going to stay with because of them. So I wasn't super worried about that, only being an hour away and everything. But it was definitely hard leaving – something that you known like for your whole life and those best friends that you had. But coming to Franklin, like the friend group I fell into was very similar to the one I had. And the school was just very, very open and welcoming. I would say I had it easier as a new student because my dad was a teacher in the school and because I was a student athlete, but the school really was an easy welcoming school to walk into. Yeah. I, I, I found, I found the same when I came and I'm sure Chaz probably did when he started too. Um, now just to kind of close the book on Tri West, um, and everything there, who was your favorite middle school homeroom teacher? Oh, absolutely. You. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. I couldn't even tell you the ones I had before that. I know, wow. I know all That's the high praise. There, That's high praise, Mr. Powers. Hey, you, you, you were in that class with those friends who you mentioned who I wouldn't. I did. That was the one class. I, yeah. I had a few classes with Keegan because we weren't friends yet until later. Yeah. But yeah, you, I would, I had one class with Aaron in all three years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's, you know, that, I would assume that it was probably hardest leaving behind your seventh grade homeroom teacher uh, yes. more than anything else. Yeah. So yep. you get to Franklin and what's the biggest difference you notice between Tri-West and Franklin? Um, Going into a school and seeing a new face every day. I could tell you 
all 160 kids in my my middle school and freshman year class. But coming here, there was just so many people in one school. And that was that was a lot. Honestly, that was really different um, being in a school that big. What about uh, football wise? Um, I, I fell into a, fr- a friend group that was a grade above me that were, they all played football. They all, it was a really big friend group. Um, so luckily I had them, but football wise, I think a lot of guys, I wouldn't say doubted me, but a lot of guys were just like, ah, we'll see, we'll see if he's actually that good. And then once I got onto the field and kind of showed them like who I was and what I was about and stuff, it, I would say I kind of had an easy track to earn respect that way. Um, so once I kind of got that respect on the field and stuff, it kind of friends and football and school just kind of fell in place. Um, so your, your first year, uh, you're going from a program that had, had, had you know, been ranked top 10 in the state um, was, uh, was competing for, uh, sectional championships was was in the state championship a few years before that to one that's kind of uh, was was looking to build an, an, an environment like that. How did you step in and kind of take control of that and, and help put your stamp on it? Um, you know, I think it just went from that winning culture, that that culture that was this is how it's done. This is what we're going to be. And just taking it here and trying to show guys that that's what it was. Um, that was probably the hardest part was, you know, there's sacrifices that you got to make to be at that level of a program. I mean, Chaz, you know, you you came from a successful program. But is that culture just wasn't here and trying to bring that with me and trying to show guys and just pull guys along. Uh, and having my dad there kind of helped me show me like, Hey, this is, this is what we want. I want you as a player to kind of take this perspective and kind of help guys and just not, not everybody's got to be a follower, but you got to follow something. Everybody's got to follow a path. And I thought that the culture here needed to see what winning, see how to win and see what it took to win. And I think this past season is really where that's come into full circle. So that was probably the hardest part was trying to get, get the culture to where it probably where it needs to be to be a winning culture. Could you feel that difference? Uh, like the first time you walked into like a team workout or a team meeting or a practice or something, could you feel that? Um, yeah, I think to a certain degree, yes. Um, actually, yeah, walking into a workout, because first we first got into the weight room and stuff. And I mean, I worked really hard in the weight room when I was younger, working up, um, to, to a certain degrees at times, I felt like I was a lot stronger and bigger and faster, whatever, than guys at my age. But once I got here, I was just – I was still stronger than everybody, but everybody kind of looked like, oh, my God, like, that's how you work. Like, some guys would, like, look at me and stare at me in the weight room and stuff and not, like, trying to be cocky or anything, but I think that – They just probably guys, never seen someone that actually, yeah. like, committed or whatever. Yeah. Like, they've seen hard workers and stuff, but it's that day in and day out mentality that I think I tried to try to bring here um and I try to say that as humbly as I can but I felt like me coming here in weight room to on the field workouts to actually being on the field it was just we had guys that worked hard here when I first got here but then we also had those guys that would take a day off here and there it's just hard it's hard to do that when you are trying to be an elite program Mm mm-hmm 
I think, and one thing that you've got um, that, you know, you, you've got something where you will not only get in there and work hard and work your butt off, um, but you will also, if someone's not doing that, you're not afraid to get in their face or grab them and say, no, this is not what we're doing. Yeah, I, I would say so. I think that there's, um, you know, my brother's, I, I learned a lot from my brothers and from my dad, obviously, but my brothers, if I, if I'm not working hard, they're going to say something to me. Um, and that's a big part about the relationship that we have. So I could try to take that to the next level of a team atmosphere. And obviously I can say stuff to my brothers personally that I wouldn't say to a teammate because they're my brothers and I can get on them. But mm -hmm. then there's guys that, that you can say stuff to. Um, I think that's a big part of being a leader is knowing how to approach someone. Like there's guys that I can turn and yell to. Then there's guys that I need to just walk up to and say, Hey, come on. Like we need, we need this, we need that. Um, and it's just kind of finding that, that sweet spot with some guys. But yeah, there's, there's times where, guys would be kind of taken back by me come like kind of not being hostile, but kind of approaching people like, come on, this is not how we're going to do it. And then you slowly see guys um, kind of following that suit and then you uphold that standard. And once that standard set, you set another standard and it, it just kind of went from there. And that, that first summer you could definitely, I mean, you can ask my dad or you can ask uh, coach Hart, our strength coach that, that first summer we as a team built kind of that standard that kept working and working and, this past season, that team set a new standard, and that's just kind of what that culture is working towards. Hey, Clayton, uh, that thing that you talked about, you know, where you talk to one kid one way and one kid the other, Chaz, that is called differentiated instruction, correct? Really? Yes, it is. So oh. true. <laughs> you have learned an education term today. Oh, trust me. I could, I could throw out so much education jargon. You won't even <laughs> know what I'm talking about. It's fantastic. <laughs> Um, college does to you <laughs> your first so your first couple of years uh or your first your first your i guess your time at franklin you know it's your senior year and it's it's coming to an end and i mean i guess everyone in the ideal situation wants to go out state champions or or with you know the the winning um, that winning feeling or, you know, we did this or like with Tri-West, you beat Danville or anything like that. Your last two seasons were, were different than any two football seasons you had ever personally dealt with, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my, my, my first year here, my junior year, I think we lost like six games by less than a touchdown or less. So we – Lost a bunch of close games, had the same record years before. The next year, we were felt really good about our off season and came out and went two and eight and lost again. Multiple games, lost the game in overtime. Um, we lost a game by I think two two points or something. And then obviously we got beat by Whiteland in uh, in sectionals that last game in the rain. But I think there's a point where where you look at yourself and I think I turned to my brother at the end of that Whiteland game and said, I didn't do enough. I didn't do this, but seeing the full circle come around and seeing them be successful this year and go play in a sectional championship against new pal who went on to win a state championship. That, that was actually, that was, that felt good to see that happen to see my, my dad successful to see my brother successful. So I'm like, 
personally, I'm fine with sacrificing those two years to be where I'm at personally at uh, mm-hmm. Ball State and to see that program be successful. So it was really challenging to to take. Like I don't like to lose. That's just not not in me. So it was a really is a struggle that first those first kind of time and. By all means, I'm not saying I would want to go one and nine or two and eight again, but in the the grand scheme of things, if that's what I had to do to make this program successful, I'd do it every time. Yeah, and I heard you know just in talking to your dad because uh, I've talked to him several times just about the, uh, this season and everything, and I remember it was funny because um, I remember after the Whiteland game, just going up to him. I saw him and, you know, we kind of hugged and everything. And he just had this look on his face, just this really happy look. And it was, it was kind of neat for me just because I thought, you know, we've been, you know, your dad and I know each other pretty well. And I know your family, like we said, and it's just one of those things where you've been, you feel like you've been through a lot with a certain person. And then you kind of get to go through a situation like that again, where they win a big football game and you're really happy for them. And so that's cool. But he's mentioned, on several occasions that the two biggest um, two biggest influences on the Franklin High School football program have been you and Coach Hart. Um, yeah, I've, I, he's, he's told me that before, and he's we've talked about how big Coach Hart's been to, to the program and everything. Yeah, and just you getting in there and establishing, hey, we're working out after school, and we are going to work out hard, and we are going to work out. It's not going to be yes. a, oh, yeah, I lifted. That's your yeah, work. I thought, like I said earlier, that was a big part. Not that guys didn't work hard sometimes and nothing against the guys that were here and everything. And these guys that were here before are great people and everything. But there's just a certain amount of – there's a sacrifice you got to give. And are you willing to give it? And um, it's, it's tough. And, you know, not everybody can see that as a 15, 16-year-old that's going to – work as an eighth grader into a freshman. And I think that, that guys seeing what, what I've done, um, like physically, like body transformation wise. And at the same time, um, like accolades, like throughout football and making it to the next level, but, and what coach Hart's doing, guys are starting to buy in. So that, that trust and that I'm going to work hard as a freshman. So my chance as a junior and a senior, I'm going to be able to do something because you often see guys, um, they start out and, they're like, oh, I'm a freshman. I'm not going to play this year, so I'm just going to have fun. Sophomore year, you kind of get that same thing. You have some guys that play sophomore year. Because not not every guy is going to be a Drew Byerly or somebody like me that's going to be able to play as a freshman and be a big, big attribute to the team. So guys got to realize that that sophomore, that freshman year mean a lot in the weight room and offseason-wise than you think, like, long-term at the end of the – at the end, your junior, senior year. Because you can't just – make all that up in your junior or your senior year just to be a good team that year. And that's why it takes, you know, a junior, senior class of kids that can show those younger guys, like this is the standard that we're working towards. Because like I can speak from personal example, my sophomore year at New Pal, we were three and seven. And we had a senior class of kids that uh, there were a couple of them that cared, but the majority of them were just kind of there to play high school football. Uh, and a lot of other things happen too that made that year not as successful. But if you see that is the leadership and that that's the standard, that's what you model it after. Uh, and thankfully, we kind of saw, you know, my class and the class above me were like, we don't want to end up like that. 
and it kind of, you know, shift the culture around, but that's what it takes. And it takes kids buying in to the standard that you want to set uh, because it, you can have like the greatest strength coach in the world. But if you've got a bunch of kids that don't care, it's not going to win you any games. It's, it's not. Yeah. So it, that's what it takes. Absolutely. And I think that, like, I mean, I'm sitting outside of Coach Hart's gym right now, just got done working out and just got done talking to him. And that's just the kind of guy that he is. And that's what he's brought to this program. He's brought so much knowledge and so much base. But at the same time is there's no shortcut for hard work. Everybody's got their certain secret to, to being great. But at the end of the day, it's following a right program. It's following a routine. It's being dedicated. It's being disciplined and just working hard. I'm glad to hear that Joko Fitness is uh, surviving the quarantine. Glad yeah, to hear he's that. he's a little skeptical. Um, <laughs> he's trying to keep his numbers down and the amount of people that are coming in and out of a of the place, and everything gets wiped down and hand sanitized and everything. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's the thing: the end of the day, he can close down all he wants, but Clayton and Casey are getting their workouts in. That's yeah, they're gonna get in. He can. Oh. He can He's closed all he wants, and we can say everyone can. There could be martial law, and those <laughs> two would be fine. And well, we can get there at three thirty. No one's going to be watching at three thirty. Yeah, we'll find something. Oh, they'll have people on the lookout for him. Um, all right, so I think your beeping tells us you want to close this down a little bit. So we've had you in your car for a while, so we'll try and close it out. Uh, as far as just choosing a college, who all was looking at you, and and kind of where did you? How did you just on Ball State? Um, well, it just kind of all started kind of kind of crazy, kind of just kind of here and there. Uh, recruiting process is different for everybody, but started out with Ball State in Miami, Ohio, and I went on a visit to Miami, Ohio, and I thought they were going to offer, and they didn't. Went on a visit two days later to Ball State, and Coach New offered me in his office, and then I posted it on Twitter. Not really. I think some guys get caught up in the post on Twitter, so you get likes and retweets, but really – post on Twitter because me personally, I posted on Twitter because recruiting wise, you can put that in front of somebody's face. So they watch my tape. And then like that night, Miami, Ohio called me and offered me. And then from there, it just kind of went, kind of went crazy. I wouldn't say super crazy. I mean, obviously some guys are a lot crazier, but I got offers throughout the state and Eastern Michigan, who's all in the Mac and I had schools coming in and, and then it kind of slowed down a little bit. And then I got a little bit bigger offers from Army and Navy. Um, and then that's when kind of Big Ten schools came in and not really came in, but came in to try to talk to me a little bit. Uh, I'll always hold a grudge against IU and Purdue probably for not talking to me and stuff. But uh, Wisconsin came in and watched me work out, which was a dream school growing up. So that was a, a part of that I really that I really got to live out was that kind of that short little dream. Um, and then schools just kind of, said they were going to come talk to me and didn't. Uh, I went to the Wisconsin camp twice because they wanted me to come up. And I got to I got a meeting and tour and stuff and got to visit. But nothing really kind of came up of it. He talked to me pretty much all the way through my senior football season. Um, but by that, I'd already committed to Ball State kind of as a – I wouldn't say a security blanket, but I, was, I knew Ball State was the place for me and that if Wisconsin was going to offer that I would kind of – have to reevaluate my situation, but that, that offer never came. But just Ball State was, you know, you hear guys say that, that feel like home feeling. And growing up, I always saw guys say that, and I always saw that come up. And I'm like, I mean, I just – is that really what they felt? But going there, I was just like, yeah, this this is probably going to be it. This is this is the place I want to be. 
coaching staff wise, I liked it. Um, school wise, it fit with what I wanted to do academically, and it was just it was the place for me. So once once I committed, it was a burden taken off my shoulders, and it was it was it was good from there. I'll tell you, that's like that's one of my favorite moments I can remember is just making that decision, and just like feeling the the feeling of knowing that you're going to keep playing football is it's like so euphoric and you just you're, you just feel so blessed and happy that you get that opportunity so i i know exactly what that that feels like it's pretty cool yeah it, it was great it was it was a little scary it's a big commitment um mm-hmm. but at the same time it, it was it was awesome so you're done at high school and you're getting ready to go to college did you ever have a chance to kind of reflect or just have like a moment with your dad where you sat and you talked to him and and you just, uh, you know, you guys just thought about all you had gone through and talked about how great it was to be coaching. And, and you know, your brothers, like uh, Cody, didn't get to play for him all four years, unfortunately. Um, but Casey got to play for him all four years. But yours was a little different in that you guys had a different journey you went through together. Did yeah. you ever talk to him about that? And kind of do you think that helps your, your bond with your dad? Um. I, I'm not sure if we ever had a sit-down talk about it. I know uh, my sophomore year, we talked about that game at Chittard. Um, I can vividly remember all four of us sitting in my dad's office just talking football. Um, but I, I don't know if I ever had that same kind of memory or moment with my dad. There's times where I, I know I've sat in his office since, and we just kind of talked football and talked, talk, you remember this and and everything. And, um, you know, my my dad's kind of like a quiet guy. I wouldn't say he's super social. I mean, you, you know, you know how he is, both of you guys. Um, so there's times where we just talk football and it wasn't like breaking down like old memories, like trying to like all be sad type stuff, but just kind of just talking football and that it always came up. But I, uh, I would totally agree that, that, um, me and my dad will have something. Obviously every kid has a different memory with their parent and, has a different type of bond, like each kid, but there's also going to always be that bond that me and him have that we went through this and, and we moved and we went to a different school and just that, that aspect of that big adversity change that we both took on kind of together. That'll always be something that, that is a big memory that I always will hold on to. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have a couple quick hitters for you before we get you out of here. Um, so first question, what is like the best hit you've ever had on a kid? What is the best like line you've ever dropped on a kid on the field? And what is the maddest you've ever been at your dad on the football field? Um, I'll start with the last one. Uh, (laughs) actually the maddest I've ever been at my dad. Okay, so my uh, my junior year, we were at, at summer camps. It was shoulder pads helmet, but it was tag. It was the shoulder pads and helmets were a safety feature, and it was just a two-hand touch tag game. And I played safety at the time, and we were playing a seven-on-seven, seven, and those things always make me mad because guys try to bend the rules. And I thought a team was bending the rules, so I came down, and they kept throwing these passes, and they were using their time and stuff. But long story short, I came down and – lit a kid up and hit him pretty good and just kind of shrugged it off like oh I didn't mean to do that uh and my defensive coordinator at the time and my dad are just ripping me 
Because but you knew what you were doing. Like that was, it, so. it, it was completely intentional. Uh, yeah, I said it wasn't, but it was completely intentional. <laughs> I didn't know who the kid was, but I just had that vibe. I didn't like him, so I came down and, and gave him a good one. But uh, they're in the middle of the play. My dad is screaming at me, and he ripped me off to the side, and he's just letting me have it and telling me all kinds of stuff, and I deserved it. But I was so mad that he pulled me out in the middle of a play. We were playing with ten guys on the field. And it was <laughs> that, that that's that's probably one of the that's probably one of the maddest he's been at me. And I was just I was just mad that he pulled me out in the middle of a play like that. Uh, shoot, what were the other questions? What's the best? Like, I'm assuming you probably talk a little trash. Like, yeah. is there is what's like the best line that you've ever used? Like, what or what's like, or did have you hit someone and you just stood there and they just had nothing for you? Or, oh, okay. This one, this one's a little interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep names out because I don't just the people and everything. But um, I had hit a kid. A kid had broke a tackle and I came out and grabbed him and hit him on the sidelines. And he like he started crying and like we were like seniors. I was a junior in high school at the time and he started crying. And I, I think I told him something amongst the lines of, like, I'm not done with you yet. Get back up. And, and he's, like, he's crying. And he, he gets – he doesn't get carted off, but he gets trainers come over, and it's on our sidelines. So I'm just kind of letting him have it and stuff. And like you kept crazy. going? Yeah. You're just like <laughs> – so you were like uh, – you're just like the Cobra Kai. You're just, like, in his face. Just like – Well, no, like, as I'm walking away because he's on the ground crying and stuff. And I, I didn't realize he was, like, hurt, hurt. So – that happened and then we play him the year after and I stuck him right in the hole and I have a video of it too because I vividly remember it and I stuck him and it's the same kid and uh because I remember he started jawing at me after that so I started running my mouth to him and he didn't say anything afterwards but that's probably one that sticks out to me I don't know so you made him cry and then the next year he started talking trash yeah that's stupid that is yeah. dumb. <laughs> they beat us both times, so I guess I can't say much. Uh, what, yeah. what school did he go to? I'm not going to say. <laughs> Come on, man. You made him. <laughs> it's Martinsville. Martinsville. Ah, there we go. What was his, what's, what's his name rhyme with? Oh, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'll tell you a separate time. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got. I've got one more question for you and then Chaz. So my question for you uh, this is so our new thing. Uh, we are leaving a question. So yesterday we interviewed my brother. Um, and so he left a question for you. So you're going to have to ask a question for Dr. Clint Denning, who is our guest on Monday. Okay. Okay. All right. So the Jeff left you two questions and they can be serious questions. They can be weird questions, whatever. So Jeff said, what is one thing you wish you would have known before playing college football? And could you bench press a Fiat? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to probably, I'm going to start with the Fiat because there's probably no way. I don't know how much they weigh. How much do those things weigh? How much I'm going to find, find out right now. Hold yeah, on. Do your research, research staff on that. I okay. So I probably pick it up like from one side. I don't know if I could – those things probably weigh like a few thousand pounds. Oh, there's no way. There's no way it weighs a few thousand pounds, does it? It might. Fiat, that thing probably weighs 250, I would say. All right, so 
So what's the one thing you wish you would have known before playing college football? The one thing I wish I would have known. I probably this probably isn't like a like a thing you had to know, but like more of like a general knowledge of like like college football is much more complex, um, especially defensively. So I wish I would have known like more terminology. Um, growing up around the same football terminology, you use the same stuff, but then going to a different staff, you learn a new different terminology. Um, so I wish I would have had like some previous knowledge of the same stuff because in high school we ran a forefront, um, ran a four three. So then college we ran a three four. So you know to non football people that's not like oh those are just numbers, but there's a lot more to it than that than just numbers. Um, so I wish I would have had prior knowledge to a, a three front because that would help me in learning curve wise. But at the end of the day, football is football, and you just kind of gotta kind of gotta learn. I could really play. concur with that. Uh, going on the coverage side of it because I played defensive back. Uh, going to college and hearing all the different coverages and stuff because in, in high school we just played like cover two and yep. cover three and that's yeah. just what, it, what we called it. And then going to college, it's like I don't even know what any of these words mean. Yeah, and then yeah. then when you look at it and you break it down, it's the same stuff, just tweaks here and tweaks there. Yep. So it's just that was probably the one thing I wish I would have known heading into mm-hmm. it. And uh, our research staff has concluded that the average weight of a Fiat is two thousand pounds. I was close. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think those things – I saw a video of a guy picking one up, or maybe it was a Mini Cooper. I don't know. A guy picked up the back end. I think I could probably pick one up from the like, – I think back. you and your brothers could tip one over. Oh, guaranteed. Yep. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Chaz, you want to finish this off here? Yeah. Uh, Clayton, as you can see, I'm a big movie guy. Uh, if you don't, if you couldn't notice from behind me or whatever, yeah. Uh, I think you can figure out a lot about a person uh, by what movies they like. If you had to pick five movies, not in any particular order, that you really love or you got really good memories of or mean something to you, five movies that you think kind of represent you. Okay. Um. So you ever seen the movie The Time with Ben Affleck? Yep. I like that movie. Isn't yeah. that? Didn't Jeff say that yesterday? Oh no! He's he said he liked Boston movies. That is one he likes, though. Yeah. Oh, Boston movies. Well, no, that's what my brother said. He uh, liked. Yeah. Um, I would I would go category wise. This one, I'd probably go. Well, I'd probably say the Iron Man movies, but in like any Marvel movie, like in mm-hmm. general, like Avenger wise. Is Iron Man your favorite superhero? Guaranteed, yeah. Okay, interesting, interesting. Yep. Um, so there's two, three. Oh man, it'd probably be obviously like, oh, this is gonna tear me. Either remember the Titans or Friday Night Lights, the movie, not the TV show. You gotta pick one, you pick one right now. I'd have to go with Friday Night Lights. <laughs> oh, you picked the wrong one because the <laughs> remember the Titans all the way. Every time, the halftime speech, when he turns Booby Miles, everything. That right there is it, guaranteed. It's, they're both great. They're both fantastic. Um, so that's three movies. Ooh, four movies. Um, I don't know. Movies. I'm trying to think. What movie if, did I If three is all you can get, that's fine. That's fine. Five yeah, just not. I'm probably going to go with three. I can't even think of other movies that come to mind. Uh, um, oh, well, the Fast and Furious movies, I like those. Probably I can see that. The first few ones. I like those. Um, just another classic movie. 
I'm, well, oh, another you, movie I really like is uh, Thirteen Hours. Okay. With the the Benghazi attacks, that's probably mm-hmm. that's another one. Mm-hmm. Solid choices. All right. So, uh, Clayton, do you have a question for uh, Doctor C, or do you just want to text it to me? Uh, is he? He's the one next. Yeah. All right. Here, I got one. Okay. Go. Okay. So I got this. I got a question similar to this um, at Ball State during like a intro interview. I'm at the. I'm at the think about it, but it's gonna be something amongst the lines of: Would you rather be attacked by? Um, Oh, here we go. I got it. Would you rather be attacked by a thousand bee-sized Coach Hearts or a thousand Coach Hearts-sized bees? So a thousand. Wait, bees? no, no, no. A thou- no, I can't. What is the question? A thousand Coach bees? Hearts-sized bees. Wait, is that the right? So it's a thousand bee-sized Coach Hearts, or yeah. one? Isn't it one? Or yeah, it's one beast. It's one coach heart size B. Yeah, yeah, that's the way it is. That's it. What he'll have to break that one down. Oh man, I'm excited for this. He's. <laughs> I'm gonna have to break it down. It's a good thing he's got a doctor in front of his name. That's what it takes to understand that question. <laughs> All right, Clayton, we have taken up way too much of your time, but we appreciate it so much. Uh, we thank you for that. We hope that you. Uh, we're out of quarantine soon. We hope that you make it out alive with no broken bones. We hope for uh, your beautiful mother's sake that she is able to take it, make it out alive as well. And not uh, spend too much money on groceries. That poor woman is a saint, and we all are better for having us in, her, in our lives, so make sure that you do not drive her crazy. Uh, and your dad's okay too. So uh, thank you for uh, taking us down the road and uh, best of luck to your future and everything in Ball State. Thanks for having me. All right. So for Chaz Hill, I am Brian Powers. We will see you on Monday for another exciting edition of Inside Franklin Athletics.